This is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Okay, today I'm so excited in the podcast. I have Joanna Soler. How are you doing today? Hey, hey, how are you? I'm doing great. <laughs> Good. I'm so excited. You guys are going to love Joanna. She is a mom. She is a former teacher. She is a personal trainer, a gym owner, a online coach, fat loss expert, and she has a, an amazing story. You're going to find so many things in her story to relate to, and I love this because I think we can see people on Instagram and think everything has been easy for them. Everything's been handed to them on a silver platter, um, and then find out, like, actually, no, that isn't how it is. So. Let's get started. What did um, fitness look like for you kind of growing up? Like uh, your body image, how did those things feel when you were younger, like before high school or in high school? Well, you know, I started working out really early, you know, early in comparison to, I guess, you know, most most teenagers. Um, I wasn't big on sports, but uh, I remember the first time my dad took me to, to the gym. Um, I was in eighth grade, and I just fell in love with it. So um, I fell in love with workouts right away, and um, I just started being consistent to it. And, you know, ever since all my life, you know, I've, I've enjoyed workouts. It was mostly, you know, the nutrition that I didn't know how to manage back then. Mm-hmm. So when you're, like, working out back then, what did it kind of look like? It's always fun to hear. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm 47 years old, so um, it, it was the 80s, and it was just the um, aerobic era. Everything was cardio, you know, <laughs> the big warmers and the leggings and the string and all that, you know. So it was all aerobic, Jane Fonda type of stuff, pretty much. Yeah, it's so fun. I think about those videos and being in high school and, like, step aerobics and aerobics and just like that's all yep. I step aerobics yep. with like the three pound weights <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny because I didn't even know I was going to be a personal trainer or anything like that but I just I knew I knew that I was I was heading somewhere with that you know because I loved it so much mm-hmm. so so you weren't a personal trainer from the get-go you were actually a teacher right what did you used to teach Yep, I taught actually for 15 years um, at elementary school. I started in kindergarten. I taught um, first grade, second grade, um, third grade, but for the most part, it was first grade most of the time. Mm-hmm. And then so when did you make this transition um, in your life to personal training uh, and being a gym owner? Gym owner? Yeah, well, um, I, while I was teaching, I was always, you know, like I said, I always enjoy working out. I always enjoy fitness. So I've always belonged to a gym. So it was during the time that I was teaching that um, I started getting into more, getting certified and doing professionally. Um, so I started um, getting certified for all the classes that I was enjoying taking. I started getting certified and to teach them at the gym. So that's kind of how I started. Um, then after I had my my last baby um, out of three, <laughs> which he, he is 12 right now, um, I just decided that I was just going to stop working because it didn't make sense to be paying for so much childcare because unfortunately teachers don't make that much. Um, so I decided to stay home and then I just immediately, you know, came into my idea that I just needed to start doing something with fitness because it, it was what I always loved. So I just started going, you know, and taking it more into 
into a profession, falling in love more with it, fell in love with teaching. So I started doing that more of a full time. I was teaching probably too much compared to what I do right now. Um, almost every day, three to four classes a day, which I do not recommend that at all at the moment. But you know, you live and you learn. And now I'm super experienced. So, um, so then I, you know, everything progressed. From then on, I decided. Um, to go into more of the nutrition certifications because even though um, because of my yo-yo dieting in the past, which I'm sure we'll talk more about, um, I started digging into more nutrition. Now this time I was serious about getting certified. Um, and it's just everything evolved from there. I became a personal trainer. And then right after I had the opportunity to open up the gym. Um, and right, and now I'm just digging more into the online coaching, which I'm loving as well, because I definitely can reach more people and with my message as well. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I love about hearing you talk. And especially now I've, I've just learned so many new things about you is like the evolution. I think a lot of times we feel stuck, but just hearing yourself, like you are constantly evolving and changing and like growing and like learning new skills, which is really cool. And I think, you know, as a teacher, we want that for our kids. So to be able to hear you like living that life, it's, on, it's amazing. Um, so I want to go back a little bit. And you said you were teaching like three or four classes a day and you didn't know back then. Because I, I think that that's something too, like sometimes people are like, oh, wow, I would be in such great shape if I was working out four hours a day. So what did that kind of do to your body? Um, and why was that not like the best thing for yourself? Well, I think it's pre- it was pretty extreme, you know, and, and the most important thing, you know, and why I recommend, I don't recommend it right now is because it's not a sustainable lifestyle. Um, I, you know, I was younger at the time and I had the time to do it and I was enjoying it, you know. So I think that's the key word right there. When you're enjoying something, then it becomes you know, like second nature, nature to you. But when it becomes, you know, not enjoyable or something that you have to do because you have to lose weight, because you have to get in shape, you know, then it just, it goes to, you don't want to do it anymore. So it becomes more like an, like an obligation. So that's something I want to teach my clients how to do. I want to teach them to become, you know, to, to live more, a more sustainable life where you don't have to work out 24 hours a day or be in the gym 24 hours, seven days a week to be able to, you know, to get results, to get in shape. I did it at the time because it felt, it felt good, you know, but at some point, you know, the more you work out, the more your cortisol rises, the more you're going to crave, the more hunger you, you're going to be, the more, the hungrier you're going to be. So all those things have to be taken into consideration when you're working out that much. So the more you do, the harder, of course, it's going to be on your body and the more you'll have to, you know, manage your nutrition. So a most, more, much more sustainable approach so you can manage all those things, you know, without, you know, without having to have so much focus on it and so much mental energy applied to it is what I like to teach right now. Mm-hmm. I love that. So if you were to look at like your workout schedule during the week, I'm guessing you're not doing four hour, four hour workouts. No. What does it look like for no. you personally? I love hearing how do you make it sustainable and doable? Right. Well, right now I just, I, I work out, you know, mostly I do strength training three times a week. Um, if I cannot fit in a workout, if I cannot work out more than three times a week, I'll just make sure 
that at least one straight training, weight training workout I do. Um, I think that's the most important component right there. Um, so I wake out, I honestly, I work out three to four times a week. If I have time, I do five times, three strength training workouts. And then if I have extra time, I'll do high intensity workouts, which are short, um, probably like 20, 25 minutes. And most of my strength training workouts are also, um, 30 to 45 minutes. So not even that long. I don't do long hours of cardio or do I recommend that for any of my clients either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're saying that. Cause it's like, we do picture like, no, I gotta be in the gym for 90 hours or uh, 90 minutes and hearing the, no, do a short work, a uh, short, uh, strength training like that, like that is sustainable and enjoyable. I love that. So we touched a little bit on the yo-yo dieting. So um, I know a lot of my listeners are interested in this idea of like, wait, we don't have to be perfect with food. Um, I've yo-yo dieted in the past. Um, and I think sometimes it's hard because we always think things are easier for someone else. So what did food kind of look like for you during all of these different periods in your life? Well, you know, um, like I said, I used to love working out. That's never been a problem for me. Something that I enjoy um, is the nutrition part that I didn't have down, you know, which, you know, it's so, so important. Um, after my mom passed away, which I was 22 years old, um, I didn't know something triggered me. I, I think it was probably depression, anxiety, anger. Because um, also my mom was overweight. She died of a heart attack. And it's part of my mission that nobody has to go through that. Um, but anyway, talking about the way that I was eating, I, I started immediately binging, you know, because my anxiety, my depression, you know, that's the way I just, I used food as comfort. So I just binged all the way until I would not fit into my pants. And then I was like, okay, I need to do something about this. What is the next quick thing I need to do? Because I lived in Puerto Rico. I grew up in Puerto Rico. So I had to go to the beach and look presentable, you, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, so that's, you know, one thing of body image right there and, and perfection that you have to be perfect. You have to look good in, in a bathing suit, which is totally not not what I teach right now, but um, so it triggered um, the dieting. It, the, any diet, I think it was some sort of shakes that it was at the time, they were called slim fast. Then there was a detox tea, which they're so super popular still right now. I mean, anything you can imagine, the, the cabbage soup, I mean, <laughs> it just, it went on and on. So I would deprive myself for a period of time until I could not, I, until I lost willpower because mostly that type of dieting is all willpower. And, you know, as we know, willpower is exhaustible. It's gonna, we're going to run out of it at some point. So I either I ran out of it or I was skinny enough and for my standards. And then I would just go back into binge eating again. Um, and that's the way it looked for many, many, many years of my life until I was I got pregnant, I got married, I got pregnant, um, and I used my pregnancy to uh, an excuse to eat. So I overdid it so much that I put my life at risk, I put my baby's life at risk. She was a preemie uh, with, with high blood pressure. I mean, um, they had to put me in bed rest. 
So basically I said, okay, this is it. I need to do something about it. And this is when, when I started digging into, into more of, of what is more sustainable for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you are at this, and I, I think that too, I think that happens with a lot of people when you talk about the pregnancy, like sometimes getting pregnant feels like the only time people allow themselves to eat. And then right. it's like they go overboard because they're just like, well, I don't even know. I don't even know. I've never been allowed to eat these food. They just go overboard. And so how did you, so then you said you found a way that was sustainable. So it wasn't the shakes. It wasn't the teas. Um, what did, like, what was that process like? Like what was going on with all of the food there? Yeah, well, I started into, you know, I started studying. At that point, I was not, you know, into any certifications yet. So I started, you know, I started reading more books. I actually started reading more of, you know, like, like not so much like dieting books, but diving in into, into more, more things that would help me, you know, be a more, like, you know, become more sustainable into my approach and eating. Something that I could just not deprive myself and just continue, you know, with my life and still lose the weight. Um, so I found that um, protein was very sustainable. And actually, you know, after getting certified and, and studying about it, I guess, you know, I was right <laughs> at that point. So I started digging into eating more proteins. I used the shake as supplements. You know, I started eating. I basically, what I did, you know, is after reading and researching, I started um, getting into more whole food. Because mm-hmm. that was a lot of, I ate, you know, a lot of junk food all the time. So I started eating to more junk food. And I started adding, which is one of the things that I do right now, instead of taking things away from me, so I started adding things that were good for me. And those things automatically started diminishing the desire of just eating all the other stuff, you know, that it wasn't so good for me. So I started, I started, you know, finding a more balanced approach that way. Then I also moved into out of the aerobic, you know, life, and I started digging into weight training. And it didn't look at all, you know, what I did then, and what I did, I do right now. I was just sitting in the machines all the time. But um, it was definitely a start to finding how, you know, a sustainable lifestyle looks like. And until this, I mean, and it took years. It's not like it immediately happened. It was a lot of troubleshooting. I know I, I still gained some, some weight. I lost the weight, you know. And that's the way the fat loss lifestyle is. You cannot, you know, think that it's going to be all, you know, all downhill from there. You know, but we have to understand that we need to live in a sustainable way, that we cannot continue living that yo-yo diving lifestyle. So it's basically the key is finding something that you like, that you enjoy, you know, and once you find that well-being inside of you and for yourself, then everything else just starts, starts to come along the way, you know, for what we want to achieve with our bodies and our fitness, basically. Mm-hmm. And so once you start with the yo-yo dieting, you stopped with the shakes and you stopped with the teas and you found you're adding in more protein, you're adding in more whole foods and that's naturally decreasing the junk food. Like what kind of like opened up in your life that you didn't have when you were doing the yo-yo dieting? Like what changed besides just the food? 
Well, you know, I started feeling just better about myself. You know, I started just feeling more energized, more, you know, not deprived. You know, like I was saying, I started feeling that I craved all those other foods. So because I didn't feel deprived, you know, I did not feel the need to binge once I stopped that, you know, that, that part, that cycle, that the phase of not eating, not eating, not eating. So by not craving so much junk or not, you know, bringing all that stuff into my life, I just started feeling more balanced, you know, and definitely that well-being, you just, I don't, I don't, I didn't want to lose it. I wanted to keep it, you know, I didn't want to feel deprived again. So the more I, the more I dig deep into the way I wanted to feel, then the more I enjoyed what I was doing and the more I was, I, I found it's easier for me to stay in there because I definitely didn't, didn't want to go back onto the way that I was feeling when I, you know, when I went to a party and I couldn't eat or I, I, I mean, I, of course I could, but I felt like I couldn't eat a cookie or the dessert or, or sometimes I wouldn't even go to any party because I didn't want to feel tempted to eat what, what he was offering. So it was very liberate, liberating for me, you know, and I just, like I said, I didn't know, I didn't, I was determined, you know, to not go back into the way that I was feeling before. So that kind of actually was the trigger point for me where, you know, this is going to happen. I'm going to have to do this for myself because number one, you know, I don't want anybody, you know, to, to go through what I went through, you know, after my mom died or, you know, and I, I don't want also any mom now that I, that I'm a mom, you know, to, to, be an example of being all healthier for their children or, you know, not being, you know, a good example for them on how to take care of themselves either. Yeah. I think that you hit like, like two major points with taking care of your body so that there isn't this like early heart attack, like being able to like have this long, healthy life. And then the other side of it, like, showing that example of like, I can eat a cookie. I, I talked to a lot of women who are like, well, my mom showed me how to yo-yo diet. And so my mom never, like I was never allowed to eat a, a cookie or those things. So you kind of have like those both pieces. We're going to eat vegetables, but also we're allowed to go to a party and eat a cookie. So that I think is like a really hard thing for people to learn. It's like, well, how do, like, how do I do that? So what are some of the things that maybe you taught yourself to learn how to have a cookie and be okay with it? Or maybe things that you tell your clients, like how to, like, how are you, how do you learn to be okay going to a party and not be nervous that you're ruining your diet or it's not perfect or it's, you know, it's not the whole foods. Like a cookie is not, <laughs> there's sugar right, in it. Right, right. What do you do? Well, yeah, I also use this. It's not, it's not easy. It's a practice. It's a practice. So for me, it was a practice, you know, um, right now I can teach my clients, you know, strategies like, you know, eat more protein, like I was saying, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll trigger less of the other stuff, you know, you control your cravings some more, but it's, it's also a lot of mindset, you know, it works in here because it comes from the way we think about things, you know, um, we we come from thinking that we cannot eat carbs after 6 p.m. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a yeah. yeah it's a lot of retraining and rethinking and mindset you know and that's that's the goal for me right now you know to teach my clients that yeah you know you can eat a cookie and still be okay you're not gonna gain any weight nothing 
you know, is that mindset true also? Because sometimes we think that, oh my God, I ate a cookie, everything's ruined. That let me just eat the whole the whole bag because I just ruined everything. And that's not true. We have to think that just like we, we go and we eat a salad and we do one workout, nothing's gonna happen, you know, as a result of that. Nothing's gonna happen if we go out once and we eat a cookie. So is the is the accumulation of decisions that we make around that that makes the impact. Um, not one isolated or a few isolated decisions. So, you know, that's what I learned and that's what I, you know, that's kind of the mind, one of the mindset tools that I try to teach my clients. I think that's a huge thing because that is so true that like, oh, I ate this, I messed up. Now I'll just eat everything in sight. Like I've never experienced just having one cookie. And I love what you said about it's not just one cookie. It's not just one salad. It's the cumulative effect of either, like either one of those. So it's huge. So, so you're yo-yo dieting. You find this way of balance. Um, I always like to find out like how people eat now. Like some people still track macros. Some people are tracking calories. Um, some people just eat. So like what is, I mean, like what does food look like for you now? Well, I don't track anything <laughs> right mm-hmm. now. Um, I use now the same thing that I use, that, that I teach my clients. So um, I add like I was saying before, the technique is adding stuff. So I teach my clients how to add protein to all their meals because, you know, it keeps you fuller for longer. It makes you feel satiated for longer. It balances your blood sugar just like fiber, you know, and the water keeps you satisfied. So adding all of these things, you know, to your nutrition is definitely um, important. So we can, you know, control the cravings and the hunger and all that but also um you know so that's basically what i do i eat protein most on all my eels i eat vegetables as much as i can and sometimes it's not perfect um actually most of the times it's not perfect um i buy vegetables from the frozen section i put them in the microwave <laughs> but yeah. hey i mean yeah but hey i'm eating my vegetables yeah. you know sometimes i buy pre-cooked protein like rotisserie chicken but hey i'm eating my protein and it's not organic and it's not perfect but as long as you know i'm eating what keeps me saturated you know all the other stuff is it's secondary so um big on protein big on vegetables you know and then Anything else after that, you know, if, if I'm going to eat a cookie, I'm not going to regret it. I'm going to enjoy it and, and I'm going to let it go. Um, because before I used to even have a guilty conscience about eating an apple because it had too much sugar. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not going to happen anymore. So, you know, I just, it's more, I mean, it's become a practice more for me, which is the goal that I like to train my clients, you know, how to teach them to eat like that. Um, so right now, it's just more intuitive than anything else. So I can buy, I know I can buy protein at 7-Eleven. I know I can buy protein at McDonald's. So I don't worry about it too much. It's the constant worrying that actually, you know, yes. makes it derail this source. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my God, but it has to be perfect. How can I find something to eat at 7-Eleven? I have to prepare all these containers and I have to, no. I mean, you can find protein in the garage next door, in the gas station next door. So it's that kind of more intuitive eating and then adding the things that definitely are going to help keep the other triggers away. 
Mm, that's so like so helpful and so useful and also so opposite of what like is being thrown out at us. Like you said, like, no, make sure everything that you eat is perfect and you can read all of the ingredients and it has to be like it, you, you know, meal prep on Sunday for seven hours and have all your meals planned out. But you're like, okay, cool, maybe. <laughs> but also maybe you can just go to 7-Eleven if you forget your lunch and grab something there. I like that a lot. Yeah. And so this is like a really basic question, but I, I get asked it a lot. Can you just name a couple of sources that you tell your clients of like uh, protein? Like, because um, sometimes people are like, oh, cheese has, you know, cheese has protein. I'm like, oh. right, right, right. <laughs> so well, for, for good, you know, yeah, you know, it's true. It's true. Because some people say, well, you know, peanut butter is the protein, right? Well, no, peanut butter is fat. And usually why I tell my clients is that look at the label. And the macros, you know, you know, the protein, the carbs, the fats, what it has the most of, it's, it's what it is. So if it has the most protein, it's a protein. If it has the most fat, it's the fat. And if it has the most carbs, it's the carbs. You know, so protein sources, you know, like actual protein are, you know, any kind of meat, chicken, um, ground beef, ground turkey. Um, I love bison, you know, any fish eggs, um, beef jerky, <laughs> which yeah. I love, um, what else, protein shakes, you know, protein bars, which are, um, they're not perfect, and a lot of people are like, no, you have to eat whole food, hey, but listen, you're, you're, you're hitting the big rock here, is protein, so um, what else, um, yeah, all, you know, um, Beans are a good source of protein. If you're a vegetarian, it's a great source, but it's also a starch. So we have to, you know, um, think about those things as well. But um, definitely chicken, beef, um, any fish, eggs, um, protein shakes, and protein bars are my go-to. Yeah, those are and like easy. And I like we said too, like when I look at the back, whatever has the most of it has a lot of fat. Then well, no cheese is a fat peanut butter. It's well, it's mostly fat. So that's super yeah. helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, uh, you have protein, so it definitely adds up, but it's not a major source of protein. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, um, awesome. So I know that you work with online clients and, um, you know, you, you do some amazing work and I just love, I just love that you make things real and easy and approachable, especially for people who are busy. So like, what does working with you as a coach, what does that look like? So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. So it's very high touch with me, very individualized. All my workouts are individualized. So um, once you hire me as a coach, we have a, um, a Skype assessment. And I go through all the movements, you know, all the movement patterns, make sure nothing's hurting. And after we discuss, you know, health, fitness, you know, background history um, and goals, um, then we I just design the workouts individualized for them and for their needs. And then we even go as deep as in their schedule. How many days a week do you work out? So my app, I have an, um, a private app. It has even a training calendar. So we take a look at the calendar together. And I teach them how to block, you know, times of their day because I work with busy women, mostly moms that also work. Um, so I teach them how to fit in the workouts during their week. Right? And, or we can even look at a month ahead. And we set up all those times for them 
that's their time. It doesn't matter what happens, that's the time they're going to go work out. And it will take you um, mostly, you know, of course, if you have more time, more time, but at the minimum, three times a week um, of 30 to 40 minute workouts. And we can fit into everyone's schedule. Um, and it's all very individualized and nutrition is individualized, which is mostly what I teach is, you know, what I, what I've been talking about and all the tools, um, that, that I implement for them. You know, my goal is for them to create a lifestyle that they can enjoy. So I teach them how to eat for enjoyment, you know, of course, for the fitness purposes, you know, but also for enjoyment. And I teach them how to work out for fitness purposes, you know, and that's how it all starts. But they end up loving so much the way they feel, you know, that they just, they just actually enjoy the workout and they, they become, you know, oh my God, I need to work out. I feel that, you know, I feel different if I don't work out now. So I don't want to use the word addictive, you know, but yeah. they actually, yeah, become, you know, so enthusiastic about working out that it's just a change. So that's my goal. My goal is after you're, I'm done with you, you can continue and enjoy a sustainable lifestyle without having to worry about how many, how, how many donuts you ate or, or you ate an apple or a cookie yeah. or a, you know, yeah. 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 And I just thought of something else too, like that, exactly. Like the, the guilt that we feel about those silly foods. And one of the things that was a big struggle for me when I was in this whole like perfect eating whole 30 thing was like, like I'm Italian. My dad's side is from Italy and, um, being told to not eat pasta, don't eat these breads, don't eat, um, like any of the foods that my aunt made, or we just had Easter and my aunt makes calzone and she makes Easter bread. And it's like, well, there's carbs in it and there's cheese in it. And that's not whole 30 approved. So I went years either not eating these foods or if I ate it, I felt really guilty about it because they weren't like perfectly clean and they didn't meet the mat or that, you know, like fat, uh, protein, um, carbs that didn't meet those exactly. And I couldn't calculate things and there was just so much guilt. And so I know you touched on that you are Puerto Rican. And so what is like being like those cultural foods that are important to your family? What does it look like, like with those foods now? Did you ever go through a period where you're like, Oh, I don't know if I am allowed to eat this or you went overboard on eating those? No, no, not anymore. Um, again, it's, it's a practice and it, it just took me years. Um, I used to go to Puerto Rico, um, after I got married, before I had my daughter. And, um, of course, you know, when I went back to Puerto Rico, I had to be in one of those diets before I went there because I had to be skinny for everybody else that was going to see me there. So, you know, um, so I used to skip all the places that, you know, that would make me bloated, you know, like we have a favorite um, bakery that we go there and every time we land in Puerto Rico that is the first place that we go because my kids love it you know I would skip that place you know anything oh no wait I cannot eat and then the last day the last day of the vacation I would just eat everything that I didn't eat you know which is crazy um because now nobody else is going to see me in the base mm -hmm. but now I mean now I go there and now I cook it and I enjoy it you know and I know that I don't eat it all the time and I don't need to eat it all the time because I don't feel deprived for it. I know that I can eat it whenever I want to and if I want to and it's not a big deal. So if I would feel deprived, I know that I would like to be wanting to eat that stuff all the time. But because I don't and I know that I can eat it anytime I want to, I just, I just go for it whenever I feel the craving and, you know, and, and it's so free when, when you don't feel deprived of eating anything that Honestly, um, at some point, you just stop thinking about it, which is the goal that I have for my clients. 
That's huge. I think that's so true that, that we do that. We starve ourselves before the vacation. Oh, everyone needs to see me. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Now I've been starving myself for all of this time. I've been depriving myself and that's what our body does. We're like, okay, now I'll just eat everything. So that's yeah, exactly. so freeing to get off of that yo-yo. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So this is so wonderful having you on the podcast. If people want to connect with you, um, where can they find you? Well, my Instagram is Joe on the store, fits on 360. And, um, and my Facebook is Joanna, J-O-H-A-N-N-A, um, solar, S-O-L-E-R. Um, so that's it for right now. I'm actually just rebranding and rebuilding my website, you know, because now um, I'm redoing everything online again after taking a little hiatus because of my gym opening, of course. But now everything's going back online because I found that's the way I need to reach more people. So definitely my Instagram is um, what I'm there the most, Joe on the four, um, Fitzone 360. Awesome. So great. I think that that will be so good, especially um, as summer is coming and there's all of these like quick fix things thrown at us that it's like, okay, cool. How do we do this sustainably? How do we actually enjoy food, enjoy our bodies, enjoy the health that you're creating? So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, my pleasure. It was great. It was great being here. (laughs) Cool. Hey, Jacqueline here. So one of the most common questions that I get is, cool, Jacqueline, I get it. Don't do a diet. Don't do perfect eating just eat whatever, but what the heck am I supposed to eat? And what I want to say is that like, I understand that that can be super overwhelming. I don't think it's helpful to just say, eat whatever, food freedom, (laughs) just buy a bunch of sugar, you know, eat ice cream every night. I don't think that that's helpful. Uh, When that's the way we go about it, we find out, oh crap, I feel like crap from eating all of this sugar. The only way I know out of this is to go back to a diet. So What I propose is kind of like helping you create some structure around how you want to eat. Now, the difference between this and a diet is that it's self-created. Like you're actually going to find the foods that you enjoy and the foods that make you feel your best and the foods that are easy for you and your schedule and your lifestyle. I put all of these things into my course, Intro to Imperfect Eating. It's super inexpensive. It is where I get everyone started before we move on and work on one-on-one coaching. It's like, this is the place to get everything. It's basically everything I teach my one-on-one clients, but in an online course um, sent to you um, every few days, I think it's like every three days, you'll get a video um, kind of walking you through shifting your mindset around food. Cause that's the other thing too. It's not actually about the food, but it's about the way we approach food, the things that we're saying to ourselves and yes, also how we're building our meals. So definitely check out the link in the show notes, intro to imperfect eating. I've gotten such great feedback on this, especially as we are headed into summer and there's barbecues, 4th of July barbecue. It's not fun going to the 4th of July barbecue and not getting to eat anything. It's also not fun going and eating everything in sight and feeling like crap the next day. So make sure you check out the link intro to a perfect eating. All right, guys, take care.